Blog Talk Radio. Hey, 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 hey. 
1017 mark, tag him. Mud money mark, start tagging these niggas, man. Whole lot of mob shit. Motherfucking president, nigga. Y'all better listen to me. Let's get it. Green man, 30 on me. Big bag, dirty on me. Yo ho, working on me. My niggas, working on me. Hit his ass, laser tag. Fit it round, fit it round, drum. Hunt it round, hunt it round, drum. Mop him up when the time come. Mask on, mask off. Big top, big ball. You broke your law. Like a tiger, nigga. Yeah, ho. Green man, doing numbers. I got hitters, I got runners. We gon' tag him like them comers. Take all your people with you when you left. 
Ebony Abby's yes. husband and her, and her children. Uh, we lost fabulous angel Ebony over the weekend as mm-hmm. well to COVID. So, you know, everybody mask up, wear your mask. Um, mm-hmm. And let's protect ourselves, especially going into the flu season, you know, because COVID yes. and the flu is so much so similar. Right. I saw today where somebody in California tested positive for both the flu and COVID. So that's real. See, that's some shenanigans right there. COVID and the flu, leash. someone in California, and who knows how many others. It's that season. It's definitely that season. Must just some shenanigans, but let's get this show popping. See, go ahead and open us up. Absolutely, absolutely, it is Friday, so we thank you guys <laughs> for joining us. <laughs> you know, this is me and Leisha's our originality on the radio. Leisha, I just feel a certain way when I'm on the radio. I just feel like a certain freedom. I don't have like thousands of eyes on me, making sure I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> Y'all listen, Tony be like, we not be no camera, right? Because <laughs> Leisha will put a camera in a sister girl's face in a heartbeat. But I, I don't love know. Video. <laughs> I just feel like my personality just comes out. So we thank you guys for joining us. And that's where we grew our audience, Leisha, here on the radio. That's where we got our supporters. You know, people that follow us, people that support us here on the radio. So the radio will always have a special place in our hearts because, you know, we connect with you guys. We talk to you guys. We're able to talk to our callers on the radio. That's so we right. thank you. And for those that are joining this and I for the very first time, you know, we started this show as avid readers six, seven years ago, because we're so passionate about the word. You know, we wanted to provide a platform, a free platform on our radio show to allow all, you know, authors, you know, it's not just authors now. We have lawyers, we have basketball players, we have actors, we have published, you name it, any art in our world that touches us, they have come to the doors of Let's Chat. And this on the radio, it allows our listeners and our guests to interact. In a uh-huh. friendly and fun and intimate environment, we get to bounce these things off each other. You get to call in, pressure one and uh-huh. two, I guess. So the radio will always be special to Let's Chat. And we want to thank you guys for joining us and get ready for a great show. You know, Leash always gives us a topic on the radio. Now, tonight's topic is behind the pages. And she's going to, as always, <laughs> have to come up with it because you know, my thinking of behind the pages may not necessarily be Leisha's behind the pages thought. So <laughs> hit us with it, Leisha. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to piggyback what T said, y'all. I mean, because when we look at our stats, we have people that literally listen all over the world. Spain, Russia, mm-hmm. the UK, Japan, uh, Alaska. Germany. I mean, we appreciate you guys always tuning in. Zambia, uh, Senegal, mm-hmm. you know, we are New Zealand, mm-hmm. you know, so we appreciate you guys always tuning in to support us and listen to our show. You know, we, we it's humbling. It's humbling that so many people from all over uh, tune in to mm-hmm. that chat. But yeah, we have a great show, great, great show on today. Shout out to Stacey. Uh, Stacey Bustis, Fabulous, fabulous soul to me. Um, and behind the pages, 
Lisa. She, she's an author. She's an editor and a CEO. We have Onita Morgan Edwards. Um, she's going to come mm-hmm. on top that talk about her magazine. Um, and, you know, most of the time with the magazine, you're behind the scenes. You're, you're editing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing the design, the layouts. It's a whole different world outside of books. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to to find out that uh, transition from books to mm-hmm. magazines that she would have gone right. through because that's a, mm-hmm. that's that's totally different. You know, we had Nathan Percy on uh, a couple of shows ago, and he talked about the process of putting together a magazine uh, and being right. that that person that like that one person that is your responsibility to put decide what goes where and what's going to do what. So I'm excited uh, to have her mm-hmm. on. We're going to bring her into the chat room. Okay. Hey, how are you? Hey, ladies. How are you? I'm so excited to be with you. We are good. We are good. We're excited. Can you tell we're excited to have you on the radio tonight? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm so excited to be with you. I'm so happy. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate you because so we know you are busy, so being able to take time out of your space and your energy to come and hang out with the ladies in the chat room, we all we appreciate it. We really do. We want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your career. Well, um, quite honestly, I'm relatively new um, to writing. Mm-hmm. Kind of in a professional way, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's just been kind of one of those things that was on the back burner for a long time. You know, as a mother, as a wife, you know, you just kind of get swept up into life, and you're taking care of everybody. And mm-hmm. you know, so it just kind of sat on the back burner for a really long time. Uh, but after my husband passed about five years ago, I decided mm-hmm. I was going to go back to school. So mm-hmm. I did that. And I said I was going to follow my dream, which is to write. And so I graduated um, in August, late July of this year. So I'm just really excited to put to work my degree and pay off my student loans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. Real. That's so, real. <laughs> and it, it, it's a hard transition, especially when you are um, transitioning through grief. What was the process like when you decided, you know, we always talk about a goal moment here on the show. And the goal moment is when thought and execution come together. So your husband had passed at this time. You had that grieving moment. But what was that, that brief moment that made you say, I want to do a magazine? Well, the magazine came about, I want to say, maybe a year and a half ago, my thought Uh originally was just to do writing groups with young people. And then as I started doing it, I was like, wait a minute, this stuff is publishable. Um, So I started out as a Uh church, started out with a church doing a, like a youth group kind of thing. And that didn't really go well, just because the, I was kind of competing with a youth group that had food and uh, music and they were doing prayer and reading the word and so to try to pull young people away to do 30 minutes of writing they didn't want to come so I said okay I'll revamp so I started going to juvenile detention where mm-hmm. I kind of had a captive audience um, and I was doing writing <laughs> groups with young men um, anywhere from 14 to 18 years old and some of the stories mm-hmm. I got to hear when I was there 
mm-hmm. were tragic, were tragic um, but beautiful mm-hmm. in the same way. And after about a year and a half of working with them and trying to get through to um, juvenile detention's leadership, I kind of hit a brick wall uh, where I, my emails would only go so far, uh, my phone calls weren't being answered. So I said, okay, how do I, how do, I do this? So I pulled back a moment, and um, I talked to one of my contacts down at juvenile detention and said, hey, look, I'm not going to come back because I'm not going to, you know, waste my program's time because I want to end product. Uh-huh. And so when I did mm-hmm. that, I just kind of decided, okay, well, if it didn't work with boys on the inside, maybe it'll work with girls on the outside. So that was mm. the moment, and that was about – that was about a year ago, maybe September of last year, when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And then um, by November, I had the name, which is 13 to 19, a literary magazine for black girls and teens, to focus on that age range. And so that's kind of how it happened. And after September of last year, I just kind of started putting things in motion and touching base with people and saying, hey, you know, if I need you, will you, you know, will you help me? And so I found an editor that way, um, found another editor that I worked with only one time. And then I just started touching base with some young girls that I knew who I knew had the potential to write but also had a story to tell. So it, mm-hmm. was, it wasn't so much about, okay, well, I want, like, the best writers. I just wanted good stories. So, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And I just want to give black girls a voice and give them a place where they can publish their work. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's an interesting um, kind of take on it. And, and because a lot of times people think of juveniles, they're not reaching back like, like we should. You know, that's part yeah. of that's part of rehabilitation. You know, you're helping them to adjust by showing them grace. You're showing them um, love and, and you showing them that they matter now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the most difficult part of the process that you faced trying to get their, um, their visions on paper and into um, print? Probably the biggest, um, well, it's kind of twofold. I think the biggest thing was the timing. Um, My planned launch date was April 9th. And, of course, COVID hit that we knew of. You know, we were kind of notified around mid-March. And so that Uh just threw everything out of whack. Uh, I was just kind of like losing my mind. Like, what is happening? We're supposed to launch. We're supposed to, you know, have this you know this girl ready to go and so that was the biggest part just you know okay how do I adjust to you know should I roll out in spring because everybody's kind of distracted now trying to figure this thing out people don't want to get sick and of course nobody wanted to you know meet and do anything Mm -hmm. Um, there were guidelines not to do that no meetings you know with 50 or more people uh no meetings with 10 or more people and it just kept changing Meanwhile, I was trying to get through the last semester of my degree. So I said, well, okay, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Let me just put the magazine on the back burner and finish up 
um, my thesis and all that stuff. And then uh-huh. um, that's kind of how it worked out. So I rolled it out. Instead of rolling it out in spring, I rolled it out in summer. And I think that was probably just the hardest part is not being able to launch when I thought I would. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now, this is Tony, Anita. Um, I love the journey that you have taken. And Thank you said you. something that, that Leisha and I, we talk about on our show constantly, and that we as women, we are more in tune to nurturing others, whereas mm-hmm. we neglect to nurture ourselves and our own dreams mm. and aspirations. You know, mm-hmm. how hard was that for you as a woman with that natural instinct to nurture? How hard and difficult was it for you to focus on yourself and put yourself first above others? Well, I think it, again, it, I'm going to go back to timing because my youngest is almost 19. So without mm-hmm. the pressure of kind of like the day-to-day mothering thing, I felt freer to mm. pursue the things that I love. And so, of course, I started my degree program when she was about 15 and a half, 16. So she was, right. you know, she was cheering and she was doing, you know, stuff in the community and, and working mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I didn't have to be hands-on mom. And so I took mm-hmm. that time to just kind of focus on, you know, pursuing the thing that I wanted to. And, I, and sometimes I think, you know, just the society that we live in is set up so that women bear the brunt of, like, the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so yes. sometimes you got to get the heavy lifting out of the way in order to do the fun stuff. And I consider writing right. and sharing writing with other people fun. And so I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, well, I'm a Generation Xer, so, you know, I feel free. My daughter's moved out. I'm an empty nester. So I'll have even mm-hmm. more time to kind of focus on the magazine, focus on my writing career, which is kind of budding. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's fun. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun. It, 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 it did take, I think, a little bit. It was. It felt a little awkward at first. Right. Kind of like, what, right. why do I have this free time? Or am mm-hmm. I being selfish? You know? And, but I started mm-hmm. putting a note on my door, like, don't bother me right now. I'm writing. Unless, like, we are in imminent danger. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like the house is on fire, or you know, uh-huh. I, just uh-huh. need to, I need some me time. And so I think you know my family respected that because I think they they benefited from me when I was you know at my best being a you know mother. So why not give mm-hmm. me that? So that was kind of the exchange. I think they kind of felt like mm-hmm. okay, we'll leave you alone. But that is an adjustment, you know, and like we said, especially when you're so used to taking care of others, it is an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And, and with an empty nesting, that's a whole nother adjustment. But I also want to yeah. um, say on that you, you touched on both young boys and young girls, young men and young ladies, as far as their writing, mm-hmm. you know, assisting yeah. them. How different was their approach? You know, you go from the juvenile detention with the young boys to outside of the tension with the young girls, how different was their approach to the actual writing? Well, okay, so two different approaches. With the boys, of course, they were there and they had to be there. So they couldn't be like, yeah, I don't want to mm. go this time, unless they were sick or something yeah. like that. And right. But then even once they were there, I had to kind of coerce them with, I usually brought candy, so it would kind of, you know, 
they'd be like, okay, well, she, she'll give me candy, so I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So I would always <laughs> give them candy and then ask the them. The power of the something. Piece, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then I would ask them to tell me something good that happened to them within the last seven days to shift their mindset from where they are being locked up to something good had to happen in the last seven days since I was here. And so they would mm-hmm. tell me things like I, I talked to my mom on the phone or my grandma came to see me or mm-hmm. um, I get to wear my own shoes now. So it was just, you know, a way for them to start thinking about life outside of there, having mm-hmm. conversations with their grandmother or being able to wear the shoes that they want versus the shoes that they issue you when you're in there. Now, once I got to the mm-hmm. girls, we never had like writing groups. I just called some girls or text some girls and was like, hey, you got a story? You want to share a story in my mm-hmm. magazine? And mm-hmm. they were like, uh, okay, Miss Onita, yeah, sure. You know, they were kind of mm-hmm. reluctant because they know I like to write. But my thing is, even with sharing that I like to write and sharing, you know, bits and pieces that I, you know, uh, publish with them, that even though you may not consider yourself a writer, you still have a story. And it could Mm -hmm. be just journaling. It could be a way to just kind of relieve some pressure, get some stuff out that's in. So it kind of does, for me anyway, the goal is not just to create great stories, which is great, but it's also to give young people a way to process, you know, things that happen or Mm -hmm. a way for them to just kind of see that there's other ways of dealing with things that is, is, you know, virtually it don't cost that much. You know, you need a paper Mm -hmm. and a pen or you need your phone, your notes and your phone, and you can probably create something great. So that's kind of the goal. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's great. This is still Tony. I'm sorry. We try to remember to identify ourselves because we've been told we sound so much alike, you know. I can tell you guys the part, though. (laughs) You can. I, can, I can tell your voices apart. Miss Miss Lisa's voice is a little bit higher, and she she laughs. And um, I mean, Miss Tony laughs too. But I think Miss Tony's voice is a little bit deeper. She's more like a, a slight alto. So yeah, I can tell you guys. <laughs> All right, I'm Miss Alto tonight. Hey. But I, <laughs> but I want to ask you, Miss Anita. But do you mm-hmm. do the do the do the kids realize that writing is like a message to someone that they can actually reach someone in a place that maybe as adults we would not be able to reach? Do you think they realize the power of their words? I don't know if they fully realize the power of their words because again, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about some of these young ladies in the book are minors, so okay. you know. With some of them, they're a little bit older, but mm-hmm. I do know that um, the young lady whose story is first in in the magazine, she was really excited. Now she was reluctant at first to mm. share you know, a story, but I kind of had to coerce her because I know her personally. I know mm-hmm. some of the things that she's dealt with. And I knew she needed an outlet to let it out. Now, of course, once mm-hmm. the magazine came out, like, yay, you know, <laughs> and I don't know if she understands the, you know, how important her words are, but adults right. have 
you know, complimented her story and told me that first story. And I was like, mm. that's why I put it first. <laughs> that's wow. Why I put it first. Because it's, you know, and she doesn't consider herself a writer. She doesn't consider herself a creative, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she has a story to tell. So, yeah. And I'd like to be wow. able to send you guys one if I can, or you have one each or something. So I'll make sure that I can get an address for you, and that way you have it, mm-hmm. and you can just look it over. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Now, awesome. you have your your writing, so you're an author. You have your magazine. You have your your you mentor uh, other writers. How do you and you're a mom? How do you balance everything? Oh, oh God. Um, <laughs> well, like, I don't I really know. know. When you find out, let me know. <laughs> I will certainly do that. I mean, I think some of it, you know, again, I'm a Generation Xer, so I've been around a block or two. And so you just kind of learn as you go, like, what works and what doesn't. And then also having time to just kind of decompress. I will take my time to decompress. Like, I'm not going to deal with any crises right now, unless it's, you know, if we're in imminent danger. But, you know, if I just need some time to pull away, you know, I'll leave the house. Or this was, of course, before my children left home. But, you know, I would just say, you know what, I'm just going to drive around or I'm going to go to the park or I'm going to go to the museum or, you know, I'm going to go hang out with a friend. You know, so I think there's ways for us to balance. We just have to be mindful that Mm -hmm. we need that time. We need that time. In order for us to be our best selves when we get back, we absolutely have to take the time. I mean, steal it, Mm. do whatever you got to do, but you know, get, we have to get mm-hmm. it done. I agree with that. We do. We need to re-decompress, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get those cells regenerated. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I love it. So you got to tell us what's next. What is next for your pen? What is next for your brand? What is next for your magazine? Um, well, what's next for the magazine is that the next one, the next issue will be out in spring of 2021. So typically mm-hmm. what I do is I, I do a call for stories. So I'll put something on submittable and say, hey, between December the 1st and December 31st, give me a story. And so it's free to submit on submittable. And then uh, I think the first for the first issue, we got about four stories. And I was excited about that. And then I found out, kind of just my inquisitive nature, um, I found out that two of the four were white women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. And so even, and I think maybe it was the wording, um, maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't assume. Um, But because the title of the magazine is 13 to 19, a literary magazine for black girls and teens, Maybe you should have sent me an email and said, hey, I just want to know. I would mm-hmm. think if I saw something that was for somebody else, if it said for white males, it means it's not for me. That's what I would think. <laughs> but whatever the case. Mm-hmm. So I just told them that, yeah, sorry, but no, that's not going to mm-hmm. work. Um, and I've actually been challenged a couple times. Um, really? In person. Yeah. There was. Oh, a, wow. A, 
Yeah, I mean, not not challenged in the sense that, you know, you better publish my work or I'm an authority on you or whatever. But um, one young lady uh, that I kind of know personally a little bit, you know, said, you know, I like to write. And I said, yeah, but, you know, it's not for your group. You know, my target audience mm-hmm. is black girls and black teens and probably their moms and their aunties. It's for us. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, unfortunately, um, particularly white women have a hard time when things are not for them. And I think they've been spoiled. But I think that it's okay mm-hmm. for us to be spoiled, too, and have stuff just for us. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That's real talk right there. You know, I know that's right. Now, you said that you take submissions. Is it just articles or do you do interviews? Those are for those people that are listening that may want to submit. Is it just stories? It's stories. And I've got, there's a couple of poems in here and there's artwork. So what I did for, um, and of course you guys can't see the cover, uh, but um, I was on Facebook and um, one of my cousins, a second cousin, she's an artist and she plays music and all this kind of creative stuff. And she was doing like, she was showing us her process. And I saw this particular piece that she was working on. And I was like, man, that's my cover right there. How can I get that? So I reached out to her and we made arrangements for to be the cover. And I can't wait for you guys to see it because it's absolutely gorgeous. And then what I did was for, there's some artwork on the inside too, and I wanted to make sure that I could include young people um, because I think my cousin is probably in her late 20s or something like that. But the artwork that's in the center of the magazine is by a student here locally in Dayton, Ohio. She goes to an art school, again, beautiful art, and just worked it out with her and said, hey, you know, Jade, would you mind? you know, thinking about, you know, what black girls would look like in a magazine if you did the work. Mm-hmm. And so she just gave me something, and that's kind of how it worked out. So my plan is for Jay to do the cover next time and then find another young person to do the inside. So that's kind of, right. yeah. And then also I did a profile on a young woman who is from Dayton, and I only met her one time before I interviewed her, and she is, awesome and amazing. I think she might be in her late 20s. Um, Her name is Dana Graham. So I did a profile on her because what she does is she was kind of like a theater drama major in college. What she does is she creates space for people of color, uh, particularly writers and poets and stuff, give them space to read their work. And I thought that Mm -hmm. was genius, you know, just for us, like, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then when I thought about the magazine, I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just doing it in print. And so I was like, that would be perfect for me to just interview her. And she was so gracious. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to thank Stacey Johnson, too, for hooking us up. Just I meant to say that earlier. I really like her. She's she's sweet. And um, we kind of know each other because our kids kind of frequented the same talent shows back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stacy's awesome. She's always she's one of our biggest supporters. She sends so many people at least in our way, and we appreciate her for it. <laughs> yeah, she is awesome. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I want to ask you, Anita. This is Tony once again. You know, mm-hmm. you've had 
so many young writers, their work has come across your desk. Other than the first story that you shared with us earlier, has there been one particular story that has just stuck with you that you just can't let yep. go? Yep. Can you share that with us? Uh, yeah, without going into a whole lot of details, I think, okay, so the young man was down at Juvenile, and he was mm-hmm. slated to go home in a couple days. And so I guess there's kind of this thing that they do with the detainees that once they're going home, they let them put on a suit jacket and a, you know, a shirt and tie, and they take a picture of them, I guess maybe to just kind of encourage them to stay on the right path. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the last the Tuesday before he was slated to leave, we did our writing exercise, and at near the very end of the, the workshop, he read his story, and he was one mm. of the ones who would read pretty frequently, but he actually mentioned in this particular story that he witnessed his sister being murdered by her boyfriend. Oh, no. Yeah. So, no, that's not going away. Because how, and I don't don't remember how old he was when it happened, but she was a little older than him. And apparently there Mm -hmm. had been an argument or something, and the boyfriend left and came back. And so Uh. that stuck with him. And it turns out that the staff hadn't, the staff didn't even know. Wow. I know. I was just like, whoa. Like, do we have mm-hmm. counselors on staff right now? Because mm-hmm. it shook me to my core. Like, how come the staff don't know this? Right. Mm-hmm. He waited until two days before he was going to leave before he told anybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the story that sticks with me the most. I can see why. Yeah. That sticks with anybody that that can that would hear it, you know, to, to know that a young child had is carrying that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, quite honestly, I would like to do a magazine for boys too. And I'm really, mm-hmm. you know, I saw my brother, my older brother kind of in and out of juvie. And so I'm kind of, you know, biased toward young men that are struggling, trying to find their footing in the world. And I would like to be able to do, I really would like to work with them. Now, of course, you know, you get to a, a wall and there's really nothing you could do. But there's really a lot of tragedies. And Dayton is small. I think Dayton has um, 100 and, I don't know, 30,000 people or something as of the 2010 mm-hmm. census. Not a lot of mm-hmm. people. But I remember two young men in particular. One left juvenile detention. He was happy. Um and he was, you know, getting into writing. He wasn't very into it very much at first. Then when mm-hmm. as he was, you know, getting ready to go, he had started to kind of like it a little bit. But he got caught. Um, and the, the, sto- the, the story is kind of, you know, different depending on who you ask. But apparently he was in a car that looked like a stolen car. And he ended up mm-hmm. getting shot and killed two days mm. after he left now. So that's oh, tragic, no. right? And so I put together some of his writings for his mom and so mm-hmm. she told um, the staff down at Juvenile that she could tell that he was changing just based on the stuff mm. that he was writing about near the end. And oh, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. 
So there's always those kind of stories. And then there's kids who, you know, I thought you got out, but now you're back kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of where my heart's at. But, of course, I can't do anything about bureaucracy and all that. So I'm just going to keep working with the girls and see where it goes. And this is the thing. Mm -hmm. Had they took time to really, really, really want to understand these kids, they will understand why they keep coming back. Yeah, And they would do something to prevent them from coming back. And that's my biggest, biggest thing with mass incarceration of our children and, and mm-hmm. adult parents is that they're really not trying to rehabilitate them. They're rehabilitating right. them, but they're rehabilitating them into criminals because they want to yeah. fill one bed and then go and fill another bed. So they want them yep. to continue this cycle. They really don't want them to be healed and to do better. And to make better choices, because if you were, then you would look into these children and why Mm -hmm. it is that they do what they do. And a lot of times that comes from childhood traumas and things that they we all experience, even as adults, we experience these things. We don't heal from it. We take it into our adulthood. And then we want to blame other people for why we do what we want to do and say what we say. When in all actuality, it stems from something, an experience, a loss, some abandonment, something that was not um, healed as a child. Right. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Totally agree. In fact, um, my thesis is about a young girl who runs away from home because of childhood trauma, because her mother kills her father. And so she runs away at nine and spends the Mm. next six years while her mother is locked up with an aunt, you know, on her dad's side. And so she's dealing with the grief of losing her father. And also now her mother's locked up, you know, Uh and she's eventually she becomes a teenager and then she finds love. So I'm working on that now. That's my project that was sitting way back on the back burner for a really long time (laughs) while I was doing the (laughs) wife thing and the mother thing and all that. But, um, yeah, so Mm -hmm. I think I just have a soft spot for children in general. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's just kind of, I totally understand wanting to feel bad because that's what we do. We, we, uh, the United Mm -hmm. States actually, we lock up more people than anybody in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I agree. That's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wish me luck as but, I, you know, eventually go back down to juvenile be like, see, I told you I was going to do a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact that you offer that outlet for the children, you know, and yeah. and you yeah. never know who 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 is getting, you know, who's writing what they've gone through. So it's great yeah. that they have that outlet that you provide. Absolutely. And it's therapeutic. It, it allows them to work Absolutely. through whatever it is that they're going mm-hmm. through. We so yep. appreciate you coming to kick it with us tonight in the chat room. We, we want you to we shout do. out all yeah. your social media where everybody can reach you, where they can get your magazines, and for those that want to submit, where they can submit to your magazine. So the website is Rights of Passage Group, and that's rights like W R I T E S of passagegroup.org and you can get the magazine there. I want to say it's on the first page, I think. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
so there, and then I'm on Facebook, Rites of Passage Group, and not so much on Instagram. And then there was something else you asked me for. I'm sorry. Uh, where everybody can, um, if they want to submit uh, articles or oh, stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, ooh, let me see. I want to say that's on my website. I think it's submittable.com forward slash rights of passage group, but I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But it's on your website, though. It should be, yes. Okay. I better double check, huh? That's what happens when you do all the work yourself. You can't remember what you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. But we so appreciate you, like Lisa said, and please don't need to consider this your home. You can come back anytime you have something on your heart you want to share. Just hit us up, and we'll make it happen. Thank you so much. I will send you guys um, a message on Facebook and get your addresses to mail you a magazine. Absolutely. I appreciate that. (laughs) Take care. You enjoy the rest of your evening. Be safe. Wear your mask. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. Have a good one. You You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was awesome, Leish. Absolutely, that was so awesome. I'm so glad that she's able to be able to, you know, come on and share her energy, her time, and her space. She's doing some awesome, Mm -hmm. awesome things in the Dayton, Ohio area. Some much-needed work, actually, uh, that needs to be done. We're going to take a brief break. You know, we're going to have an artist on who is near and dear to me, uh, and, you know, we have some of his music, so I want to play some of his songs uh, before we head out of the chat room, chat room, but he will be in the chat room on the 19th, so I'm really excited for that. Awesome. You know how we love our music. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and we appreciate you guys always rocking with us. If you want to send us music, Feel free, send that to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Shout out to Obaziah Entertainment for allowing AGS Israel to come and kick in the chat room doors with us uh, soon and sending us some of his great music. And here we go, y'all. Hey, look here, little young, young punk. What? What's what your name? Israel.
thank God that I'm breathing in. I done been let down, counted out, miscount. Calculating these losses to see me winning. I've been painting these pictures from the beginning. Just been cropping you out, doubted the vision. Your hate cost you the love that I was given. So judgmental, but mentally needed help. Correcting another life when yours is still in debt. But check, I respect life isn't the best. Giving the bad hand, play the cards that you was dealt. I feel you, but for real, we could have got it together. You were just for yourself, and now I'm moving for self. In the system designed for us to fail. Will we get it together? Only time will tell. I'm out. Every day I wait, it feels like I trying to change you, but it's a lot that you didn't been through, uh-huh. can't trust nobody hard to love, I ain't the mother dude, I, the mother I know you heard it out before, but let me show you, let me show they you. done took you out the game, I'm here to coach you, yeah, baby girl, no I'm on it, no, this I'm love ain't tainted, I can tell that you want it, tomorrow ain't promise, we just living in the moment, in never the really moment. one for talking more action in my woman, say you want a real one, who gon' treat you like a queen, uh-huh. Leah, I'm when you're dying, give you everything you need, you want a real one, real one. cash out, blow a check, never no, put his hands on you, I would treat you with respect, you want a real Like Beyonce, uh-huh. actions speak louder than words, that's Beyonce, I ain't your past nigga, I'm nothing like your ex, uh-huh. I'm gonna put you in the spot like before I try to flex, share my life, let you in my space, yep. fly home with your boy, guarantee you safe. safe, bills paid, no worries, show you I'm invested, take your money, make it flip, teach you about investment, check this, it's real as it gets, when uh-huh. I say it, no I mean it, cause you feel that, I know yeah. you feel it. we ain't gotta talk about it, we can walk around it, never cheat, loyalty, not before the sign of facts, facts. that's the only thing I know, I ain't got nothing to hide, I'm an open book for show, you know it hard is. to believe when your life is filled with lies, but your mama didn't lie, grass green on nothing shy, yeah. yeah, I ain't none of them dudes from before, I hold you down, that's for show. yeah, I know your worth, girl, I push you first, yeah, you down the line, you Never put his hand 